everybody. Welcome to High Desert Word Center. Who is glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. All right. Well, we are going to have a phenomenal time. Uh, we are baptizing 20 people this morning, so that's always good news. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we're really excited about that. We welcome everybody with us, and uh, we're just going to have a great time. Let's go ahead and stand up together this morning. We always like to open up things uh, by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America, because we know that we are citizens of heaven, number one, and we're also citizens of this country. And we believe in Jesus' name that we are seeing good things happen. Amen. So let's go ahead and speak these words of faith together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise today. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a few minutes here. We always like to do a little bit of what we call meet and greet time. So go find somebody, give them a nice handshake, fist bump. People love hugs. Give them some hugs. Just make sure everybody gets a little love today. Amen. Let's go. Every fear overtaken, and every wall comes crashing down. I am free in your presence. Whoa. You have lifted my burdens. You surround me with your grace. Full of hope in your presence. Whoa.
you forever Your love goes on and on I sing to you, Jesus You are my first love I praise you forever Your love goes on and on I sing to you, Jesus You are my first love Sing hallelujah You are my first love Sing hallelujah And I I can't stop singing my joy love I can't stop singing my joy love My heart is overcome And I I can't stop singing my joy love friends, you got to come with an adult. Okay. You are not grown yet. I know you think you're grown. You're not grown yet. Okay. So come with an adult adults. All the minors have to be accompanied by an adult. So if you're sending your kids with another family, please make sure that they know they're responsible for your kids. Okay. Um, there's also no cost to it. It's going to be six to eight, which really means by nine o'clock, you got to be out of the pool. You know what I'm saying? Six to eight this Friday at Henderson pool and also dean brown dean cletus brown uh, has some information for us this morning on our bible college amen all right good morning all alex first slide please SMTI slide. Okay. <laughs> you just may need to go, Cletus. I don't think he's got it. Okay. Working on it? Okay. That's fine. What's okay? 
So while they're bringing this up, um, what we have here at church is we have a Bible school and we are a remote satellite location for Supernatural Ministries Training Institute out of Midland, Michigan. And they have hundreds of satellite locations throughout the U.S. and even internationally. And we happen to be one of the locations right here at High Desert Word Center. And uh, Cletus Brown, the man right here, this handsome young man standing before you. Amen. Hey. We don't like to brag, but hey, you know, uh, uh, he's in charge. He is the dean of the Barstow location. And so anyway, he's going to give you some information about the Bible school if you are interested. Amen. Okay. Thanks, Alex. The next slide. Okay. Dr. Barkley is our pastor, Mrs. P's pastor. Okay. We'll talk about the class. The class is done by video. You get three videos a night. Each video is from 45 minutes to an hour long. So we go from six to nine. We start at six. You might go to 9. Most nights you go to 8.30, and you're out of there, okay? The class starts on August the 21st. The first night of class is September 11th. The last day of class is 4 June. Graduation is 11 June, okay? What you learn in this class, you learn scriptures. You learn how, you learn how to speak the word. You learn the word through daily studies, weekly studies, Okay? Then um, homework assignments, you have book reports, you have two book reports, you have a midterm, you have a final, then you have a student pastor evaluation. We check your progress, how you doing? Okay, then we have notebook checks, your notes. Each week I'll give you a handout, what's in the video that after, video for the night, and you take notes. You gotta type your notes up. Your notes are checked on a weekly basis. Okay, and you're checked on attendance too. So you gotta come to class. You don't come to class, you get marked off. Next slide, please. Okay. You guys, you see some of the classes we got up here? What to do when you think wrong thoughts? It tells you how to pray. You think wrong thoughts. What to do when you're prayed for? A lot of times we come up and, come up here and get prayed for, but we don't know what to do after we get prayed for. So you got to, is it your part to do along with God's part? Then we got the tithing principle. Why do you tithe? A lot of you say, well, I'm not giving the church my money, but it tells you why you give the church your money, what the money is used for. Next slide. Okay, the class is seven hundred dollars plus the cost of books. The books is like twenty bucks. The books you read for two book reports, and now we have two book reports. Okay, the first payment is one hundred seventy-five dollars and seventy-five bucks after that each month. However, if you're a retired military, active duty military, it's three fifty. You get half the price. Okay, if you pay the seven hundred dollars before the class starts, you pay you pay six thirty. Then you get um couples discount you go together you pay like 1250 bucks each each person gets 10 percent discount and ordained ministers get a 25 percent discount which is 525 okay so if you have any questions i'll be back in the back after service and we'll go we'll talk over it any questions okay have a blessed service all right good job cletus amen now the the school meet, it's one night a week, and I, is it Monday nights? Okay, every Monday night from September through the very beginning of June. And again, we've had so many people here at church complete the program, and it has absolutely changed their lives and grown them in their faith and uh, just in their Christian maturity. It's absolutely awesome. So anyway, we want you to be aware of that. Amen. All right? Yes. Okay. And do you know what we do in October, anyone? 
Harvest Fest. Thank yeah. you, family. Okay, so Harvest Fest is coming, and last Sunday uh, we talked about our nacho fundraiser. If you ate some nachos, that was pretty good. Mm. Pretty, pretty good. This week is root beer float. So before you leave, uh, have a root beer float Amen. and help fund uh, Harvest Fest this fall. Wait, they're they're waving at me. No, no floats. They've been postponed. Sadness. Okay, well, that doesn't mean that we can't fund Harvest Fest. That just means that we can't have root beer floats today, which is kind of lame, Harvest Fest team. Sad. Anyway, so if you're interested in helping fund Harvest Fest, which allows us to reach out to our community and bring our community together, you can just simply mark HF on your offering envelope today and put that in the offering. Um, with as busy as things are around here, gentlemen, I am so sorry. There's no men's meeting this Saturday. It's okay. Because all the buildings are being used, you know, <laughs> kind of a growing pains thing. Sort of like, how come we have all these brown chairs up in the back? Anyway, just praise God that we can all be together in church. And gentlemen, go. if you would like to get together this Saturday at 9 a.m., you can all meet at Denny's on Main. There you go. But here, we're going to be doing baby showers and memorials, so. If you're coming here, you can come serve. Yeah? Praise God. Okay. If you are with us for the first time or the first time in a long time, can you raise your hand one more time? Lots of you. I love you you so much. Okay. So Miss Heather and Miss Brylin are in the back. They are coming. So one of your group, keep your hand up. They've got some information for you about the church. If you fill out that card and stop by the information booth uh, before you leave, they have a gift that they would like to give you. And it comes with some coffee. I'm just saying. So praise God. We're so glad that you're here with us today and we're so excited about baptizing your family. Amen. It is going to be an absolutely incredible day. And so we're so grateful that everybody uh, is here with us today and uh, we're going to get into the word of God here in just a little bit. But right now it's time for our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. So who knows what we call that around here? Happy time. Yeah, amen. Happy time. And you're like, well, what? Hey, check it out. The Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. And so we get cheerful and excited when we have a chance uh, to give back to the Lord. Amen. It's a powerful thing. So hallelujah. Go ahead. I know we got a lot of first-timers, got a lot of visitors here for baptism stuff today. And I've, I, I've visited a lot of churches around the nation, actually in a lot of places, and I always wonder when I hear people up there talking, who are they? What's this? Well, that's that's Pastor Dave and Pastor Katie. He's my son. That's my daughter-in-law. And uh, my wife in the front row there, we're the ones that uh, refired this church about 18 years ago. So then we transitioned to these guys so we could have the younger crew taken over. So that's who we are. If you wonder who we are, Pastor Samples, that's Pastor Samples. That's Mrs. Pastor Samples. So <laughs> there's a lot of us here, but the main thing is we're a Jesus church. Amen. We love Jesus. We want the whole world to know that. And that's why we're having baptism today to baptize people in the name of Jesus that they gave their lives to him. Amen. Amen. Well, this is happy time because it's not a sad time, but it's a happy time when you get to be partners with God in reaching the world for Jesus. And so hold up your hands for an envelope and the ushers will be glad to give you one. And if you got your Bible, open up to Psalms 35, verse 27. Psalms 35, verse 27. And Cletus, the, the Bible school dean, made reference to the fact that in Bible school you learn about uh, God's economic system, about 
God's involvement with your money and how you want your money involved with him. And Psalms 35, 27 uh, really, to me, tells a pretty good story of God's outlook on money for Christians. Psalms 35, 27 says, Let them shout for joy and be glad. How many like to have joy? Amen. Amen. Well, says sometimes you got to shout for it. But he says, shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. And I know when I was growing up, I went to a Baptist church. And I always heard the expression for the cause of Christ. Anybody ever heard the expression for the cause of Christ? God has one main purpose, one main thing. That's his will for the whole human race. He wants people to know who Jesus Christ is. He wants people to know with all the questions they have once they answer. God makes it real simple. The answer is Jesus. You receive Jesus, learn about him, you start getting the answers for depression, for addiction, for sickness, how to raise your children, marriage problems, job problems. Jesus has the answer for it all. And so he says, shout for joy and be glad if you favor his righteous cause. So let me ask you this. How many here favor the cause of Christ, what the world know about Jesus? What's it say you're supposed to do? Shout for joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we're on your side. Amen. And then let them say continually. I can't believe how high gas is. Let them say continually. You know what I had spent at the store last week? Couldn't buy what I really wanted. Let them say continually. I think we're going to go bankrupt. No, you say that continually anyway. He said, if you favor the world hearing about Jesus, Christians growing and learning their knowledge about Jesus, you're supposed to say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity not poverty, not going broke. He says, you're supposed to be saying continually, God gets pleasure when I get blessed. God gets pleasure when I prosper. Prosper means you're doing better than you were before. Prosper means you're starting to have economic success. Your finances have more coming in than going out. Christian faith, sometimes called the great confession, means what you say. And so it's so easy to gripe and complain and uh, uh, put, put the blame on politicians, put the blame on somebody else about why your money's not going like it should go, why things are so high and you don't ever have enough. Well, see, it's easy to gripe, but it takes faith to say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I love Jesus. I love the cause of Christ. I favor that. And God says, say continually. And so we as Christians have to get the revelation that our faith is activated. Our faith is released by the words we speak. And so to me, I've trained myself for almost a half a century in spiritual things. And it's so easy to start griping about gas all the way to church today. Station we passed went up 20 cents the last time I saw it. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I favor, I favor the gospel going out. And so I'm going to keep on saying, I've got more than enough. 
God gets blessed when I get blessed. So I'm going to keep on saying, I'm blessed because God says I am. Amen. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say, I favor the cause of Christ. I'm on God's side. I want the gospel preached everywhere. Everywhere. And I'm a part of that. So I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Amen. Let's stand up. And we call this our financial faith confession. We do this every time we receive tithes and offerings for Jesus. And, you know, I'm so grateful. We're part of his church. He's got churches everywhere. We're just one little branch of the church of Jesus Christ. But at our church here, because we're part of it, and we're helping finance it, that I can say this about us. And this this is based upon a lot of scriptures and modern day talk. So as we say these things here, just believe this is working in your life. Are you ready? As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, being all my financial needs, so I have more than enough to take care of my family, give generously in the kingdom of God, promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
another chance. You give us another day, and we are so grateful for you. Your mercies are new every single morning, and we thank you for that, Lord, because we need new mercy every single morning, Jesus. We praise you, and we thank you for that. Hallelujah. The Lord is so good. You know, as we were singing there, I was thinking of a verse in Hebrews 6, 19. It tells us that our hope in Jesus is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our soul. Amen. It's an anchor for our soul. Well, what, what, what is an anchor? What does an anchor do? It holds something in place so it doesn't go where it shouldn't go, where it doesn't belong. And sometimes we may be like, man, I just keep repeating. I keep going to places mentally and emotionally and spiritually that I shouldn't go to. You got to get anchored in Jesus and he'll keep you from going to places you don't belong in. Amen. And he is the only one. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Every single one of us needs to be anchored. And Jesus is the only true and trustworthy anchor for our souls. He will keep us in place if we will attach ourselves and and, 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 and tie ourselves to him. He'll keep us where we belong. And every single one of us, we need that anchor for our souls. Amen. He's so faithful. He is so good to us. Can we raise our hands for just a minute this morning? Amen. We raise our hands as a sign of surrender to Jesus. We raise our hands and say, hey, have your way in my life. You caught me. Here I am. I'm done running. You've got me. And so Jesus, we tell you today that we love you and we ask that you would have have your way in this service. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say, Lord. We are listening and we are receiving from you. You are the only one that has the answers that we so desperately need. We praise you and we thank you for your love and your faithfulness today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Can we give the Lord some praise today? Hallelujah. He is good. And his mercy endures forever. Amen. Well, you can make your way to your seats this morning. Hallelujah. Who's glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Well, you picked a great day to be at church. You know why that is? Because every day is a good day to be at church. Amen. I haven't found a bad one yet. Praise God. 
Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, start getting into the Word of God here together today. Uh, the baptisms will be at the end of the service, and uh, we got 20 people that are, we are thrilled to be baptizing today as they make a pu- yeah give them give them a little shout out there as they're making a public declaration of their faith, and uh, it's just a powerful, powerful moment that you get to be here with. All right, and so we're going to be getting into the message. If you need an outline to follow along with, we, we do a little outline. Uh, the ushers will give you one if you just raise your hand, if you didn't get one on the way in. And we are in, believe it or not, part 11 of our Sunday morning series called Grown Ups. Amen. We're talking about grown ups. And you're like, well, what in the world is that all about? Well, you got to realize that just like you grow up, naturally speaking, well, at least you're supposed to. I, I, I have met a few people that just never grew up. And, you know, there's a fun side to that. But uh, at the same time, you know, you do got to grow up. But just like you grow up, naturally speaking, uh, we have to come to a place where we grow up spiritually. Amen. Uh, because just like there's a real you right here that we can see, the most real part of you is on the inside. Amen. That is your heart. That is the core of who you really are. And so uh, we are in part 11 of this series uh, called Grown Ups. And the focus today is this. The title is Grown Ups. They look at the big picture. Amen. They look at the big picture. They are looking at the long term outcome of things. Do you remember when you were like 15, 16, 18, I don't know, 20. And, uh, and, 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 and listen, you had goals, but they were just immediate goals. Like, you know what? I'm going to try to score a Big Mac for lunch today. That is my goal. And if I can accomplish that, it's been a good day. And, and, and so when we're a little bit more immature, uh, we, we begin to look at very short term goals that will bring immediate gratification. Uh, but maybe you've also noticed this if you're, I don't know, maybe a little bit older than 18, 20 years old, uh, that as you get a little bit older, you start looking at goals and decisions that won't just affect your immediate five-minute uh, circumstance, but that will affect your long-term big picture. You, you, you make decisions based off of how it will affect your kids. Anybody start to realize that? You look at, at decisions on how they will affect the long-term outcome of your life, and that is a sign of maturity. And so... We have to realize that life is not a 50-yard sprint. It's not how fast can I get there and be over with? No, it's not a 50-yard sprint. Life is a marathon. You get that. It's a marathon. And actually, if you have kids and grandkids, it's more of a relay race where you're going to pass the baton off to them someday. And hopefully, we do that by passing on our faith. But again, we understand that Immature people, children, uh, even immature adults, they look at their immediate situation and they make their decisions based off of what will bring them immediate, instant happiness, even if it's only a temporary happiness. Now, I referred to a very interesting study a few weeks back in, in this series, and, and, and they did a study with children based off of those that could uh, wait 
for a little bit uh, uh, of gratification later on. So here's the study they did. Uh, and it was actually in the 70s, but a, a man named Walter Michel studied how young children delayed their own gratification. He did an experiment and uh, on children from the ages of four to six, they would be offered one marshmallow and told that if they could wait just a couple of minutes, they would be given another marshmallow. So they wouldn't only have one marshmallow. If they could wait, they could have two marshmallows. And, and so we're like, okay, you know, that starts to make sense. But the children varied in their responses. Some kids grabbed the marshmallow and immediately ate it within one second. Like, no, forget that. I'm not waiting. And they, they wanted the instant happiness that came from a sugar rush. Anybody, you like a good sugar rush? Amen. All right. Now we know who's immature. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We already knew it, but uh, at the same time, so, uh, but, but some of the other kids, uh, they, they waited a couple of minutes and they earned the second marshmallow. Well, this man and his team tracked these kids through high school. Those who could resist simply taking the first marshmallow instantly fared far better off during their high school years. They scored higher on the SAT, they did better in school, and they had uh, they scored higher on IQ tests, and they were rated as more socially competent. Well, a follow-up study of these kids in their early 40s found out that the two marshmallow later kids had higher incomes, stronger marriages, and happier careers. So the study concluded that self-imposed delay of gratification is a powerful predictor of future success in any endeavor. And so what I'm saying today is, is part of growing up, part of maturing just in your natural life and even spiritually is looking at the big picture and saying, you know what, I could do this right now. But if I waited a little bit longer, I could have double that. I could have two marshmallows. I could have what I really want and desire in life. But it all comes down to some self-discipline. Amen. That's Nobody likes to say that. But a little bit of self-discipline and looking at the big picture. And so what we're going to do today is look at three things that happen to you when you begin to look at the full-scale big picture picture in life and and then as you begin to grow and mature so who's ready to grow up a little bit wow and i and i expected that because nobody wants to hear that amen but 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 we're gonna give you one more try i said who wants to grow up a little bit today I believe you. All right. So anyway, let's get into this. Three things that happen when you begin to look at the big picture. Number one, you make better decisions. You begin to make better decisions. Has anybody in here, I'm not going to ask you to, to tell what it is, but have you maybe made a decision that in hindsight, you probably could have made a better decision than that one? Anybody? Yeah. We look back and, and, uh, and you're like, you know what? Hey, I survived, but I probably could have made a little bit better of a decision in that situation. Well, I know this much that Nobody told me that growing up meant every day of life was one decision after another. Are you catching on to that yet? Every day is decision after decision. And you got to make a lot of decisions about just your own life. But who knows 
your kids' lives as well. You're making decisions to, for their betterment. And if you're a leader, maybe at a job or wherever, that you've got to make decisions that affect lots of other people's lives every single day. Now, the easy decision is always this, all right? You want to know what the easy decision always is? Just give people what they want so they'll shut up. Amen? <laughs> but is that, hold me. Does that mean that it's the right decision? No, it's not always the right decision. And I think that parenting is an easy example. We talk about parenting and marriage a lot around here because that's our main focus. We're a family church, but parenting is an easy example of this. If we just hand our kids the phone, right? Or just toss them some candy like they're asking for, or give them whatever they want to temporarily appease them, what are we doing? Well, we're shutting them up momentarily, but in the long term, we're setting them up for disaster. Because I found out that when you're 30, you can't just throw a fit and your boss will, all right, fine, I'll give you a raise if that's what you really want. If it'll shut you up, I'll double your income. My gosh. It doesn't work that way. Or, or maybe when you get married and you want to throw a fit to your wife or, or to your husband and, and, and just get, it doesn't work that way. How do I know? Because tomorrow, as of tomorrow, me and this lady right here have been married 19 years and, and somehow by the grace of God, amen. Um, we were 19 when we got married and so we've literally been married just as long as we were not married and 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 I found out that hey listen it's time to grow up after a while and start being a man start being a woman so we got to look at the big picture Jesus put it this way he said to count the cost and I want to show you something here in Luke chapter 14 Luke 14 amen who's with me today Luke chapter 14 And we're talking about how looking at the big picture will help you make better decisions. And Jesus worded it this way. He said to count the cost. And so if we're going to... If we're going to make a decision on something in life, maybe moving, maybe a job, maybe making some sort of a change, we got to we got to realize, okay, what is this going to cost me? Because every decision comes with some sort of a price tag to it. It may not be money, but it could cost your family. It could uh, cost you in some other way. There is no decision that is just a free decision other than receiving Jesus. But even at that point, he says, hey, follow me, take up your cross and follow me. And so Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14, I might have told you Luke 4, but Luke chapter 14, and we're going to look here at verses 28 through 30. And here's what Jesus said. He said, but don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you. I don't want to get laughed at. They would say, hey, there's the person who started that building and couldn't even afford to finish it. And so what are we looking at? This is a person that started something, but they didn't calculate that, hey, wait a minute, we're going to have to figure out how to finish this thing. And so according to Jesus, Jesus isn't impressed with people that can just start things. Jesus is impressed with people that can 
finish things. Amen. People that can say, you know what? We're going to figure out how much this is going to cost and what this is going to take. Jesus is impressed with people that make commitments, but they stick to their commitments. And we're baptizing 20 people today that are making a public commitment, a public statement of faith, and they're not going to go back on it. They're saying, hey, this is my moment to say that I have decided to follow Jesus and I am not turning back now because a couple hundred people watched me say it. Amen. And that's a big step of faith. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you one other proverb here regarding point number one, Proverbs 21 and verse five. Amen. Proverbs 21 and verse five. And so when you begin to look at the big picture or the full spectrum of things in life, well, hey, that's a sign of maturity and it's going to help you make better choices. So Proverbs 21 and verse five, it says good planning. Somebody say good planning. And here's a dirty word, hard work. Someone say hard work. Amen. What happens when you've got good planning and hard work? Well, it leads to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. So good planning and hard work, looking at the big picture beforehand, that will lead you to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. I heard somebody say there are no shortcuts to anywhere worth going. There's no shortcuts to anywhere worth going. Everyone's looking for the shortcut. Everyone's looking for the quickest way to success. And you may find a quick way to instant success or a little bit of internet fame, but I'm telling you, the quick way is not lasting. When you take time to do things right, what happens? You can have lasting success. And so that's why when we lay the foundation for a building, uh, what do we do? We take the time. It takes time to lay a proper foundation. But when you've got the right foundation, the sky's the limit. Last August, we were in New York City. We went down to Lower Manhattan there and saw World Trade Center number, uh, the new one, the new, the new the new tower. And it's an incredible thing. 1,776 feet tall. Well, as impressive as the height is, what I'm impressed with is the foundation. They took so long to lay this thing. And, and, and before we went to that building, we went down into the basement of Tower One that had, that had uh, been destroyed in 2001. And it is, you go down hundreds of feet down into the ground. They dug so deep to lay this foundation. And some people, uh, an, a novice or an immature person would say, don't take the time to do that. Let's see how high we can go. Well, that's a fool thing to do. If you don't have the right foundation, you may build high really quick, but the weight will crush you and destroy you and it won't last. Just yesterday, we got back from uh, every year we take a camping trip to Sequoia National Park in Kings Canyon. Well, I'm kind of a, a weird person, so I have a favorite tree. Does anybody else, you have a favorite tree in the world? Okay, that's all right. That's it's whatever. It's fine. I I didn't. It's okay. But I have a favorite tree, and it's called the General Grant tree. And this huge tree is 268 feet tall, and it's 44 feet around. At the, it's huge. It's massive. It's the third largest living thing on planet Earth. That's how big it is. But I go there, and and again, you look up at how high and beautiful it is. But what a lot of people don't realize is the roots to these things. 
they go deep and they go far out. Why? So it can support the weight that, it, that, that, that this thing bears every single day. And some of us, we look at somebody that we think is successful, like, man, they're lucky. I wish I could do that. I wish I could be a millionaire. I wish I could blah, blah, blah. I wish I could have that power. And I'm telling you now, if you don't have the right foundation, you do not wish that upon yourself. It would absolutely crush you. If you want success, if you want to grow, if you want to achieve your dreams, if you, if you want to go places that nobody else has gone in your family, take the time to do it right. And the only right foundation is on Jesus Christ. He's the solid rock. And I promise you, man, that if it's, if, if it's anything other than that, you're not going to really make it. Some storm, some wind, something will come through and blow the whole thing down. Do it the right way. And when you look at the big picture, it'll help you make right decisions. Success is built over time, not overnight. Success is built over time, not overnight. And so number two, if we're talking about benefits of looking at the big picture, this is the absolute gospel truth in my life, you cut back on worry. When you begin to look at the whole grand scheme of things, it will absolutely cut back on the worry in your life. Has anybody else seen this? Maybe there were, were there things that you were just afraid of, man, when you were 10 years old that you look back on it now and you're like, why did I even worry about that? That, that was a nothing that there's no way that that was ever even going to happen. Well, when you begin to look at the big picture, you cut back on worry. If all you ever do is look at your current circumstances, I promise you'll be full of worry and stress. You have to have some goals and things that you're looking forward to in the future. And I look back on when Pastor Katie and I, we got married, and then we moved to Oklahoma for college. And and one of the biggest memories I have of college is being dirt broke poor. We were so poor. It was, it was awful. And, and, and some people like being poor, you know, that, that keeps you humble. Man, baloney. I didn't like anything about being poor. I hated it. Man, we were so bad off. One day I was just walking down the street in Tulsa. I had one shoe on. And some guy comes up. He's like, hey, man, I think you lost a shoe. And I was like, no, I found one. <laughs> Five minutes ago, I didn't have two shoes. <laughs> whatever, whatever, you know. Don't courtesy laugh me. I'm fine. But I remember one Christmas, it was so bad. We didn't have anything. Pastor Katie gave me, literally gave me an air guitar for Christmas. I'm like, what is this thing? I'm, it was crazy. One of my other friends was worse off than me, so he asked for my old one. But, you know, I gave it to him. So, But being, listen, there was a lot of things that if we looked at the immediate circumstances, I mean, hey, it didn't look real great. You could have said, man, what are these two doing? There's no way they're going to make it anywhere. We we survived two solid years off of ramen every day and grilled cheese. And, and you know, the kids think that's fun for a minute, but ramen and grilled cheese after a couple of meals just gets really, really old. And we were so poor, we couldn't even afford the real cheese. I, I didn't know it, but there's this stuff called imitation cheese product. Now, it's a great price. But here's the thing. It's so fake that it doesn't even melt. 
Anybody ever? I mean, I, you, you could, this stuff was pure plastic. I'd hold it directly over the flame and it wouldn't melt. But this is what we ate. And so our first time coming uh, to uh, Barstow was uh, Thanksgiving of 2005. My parents flew us out here for Thanksgiving break. I'd never been out here before. On the way back from Vegas, my dad stops at a beautiful little place called Buffalo Bills. And uh, they, I, you know, I don't gamble. I don't do casinos, but... I do buffets. And so we did, we went into this. I mean, the two of us, we wiped Buffalo Bills out, man. We cleaned that, we cleaned them out. And I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think they were asking us to leave. So, uh, we had, it was the most food I've ate in one sitting nearly ever. And it was beautiful. But in all seriousness, listen, there were some things at that moment in life. If we just looked at the immediate, like, you know what? Forget it. We made a mistake. This isn't going to work out. It would have just, it would have been enough to, to, to really throw you into some anxiety and some depression <laughs> because it's no fun. But I want to show you a verse here in Psalm 28 and verse seven. Psalm 28 and verse seven. Now we had our eyes on the future. And I know so many of you have been in that same spot with, Right now may not be everything you want it to be, but that's okay because I know I'm not staying in this moment. My eyes are on the future and my eyes are on Jesus. And during that season, we learned some awesome life lessons that we couldn't have learned any other way, such as the value of real cheese. But let's look at Psalm 28 and verse 7. And I love this verse, man. I've been just speaking this out every single day. Psalm 28, verse 7, it says, The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust Him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Amen. And and, and I want to focus on the first part of this verse right here. And I'm going to tell you this this morning, that whenever you're feeling overwhelmed with some things... If you can just quote this first part of this verse, it will help you more than you will ever know. When anxiety, when stress, when, when problems seem to be just, just choking you out, listen, say this, the Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all of my heart. And I want you to say that with me this morning. We're going to actually put it into practice. Say it together. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all of my heart. Amen. I trust him with all of my heart. Look at the big picture. God is with you and God is for you. He gives you the strength you need and he shields you from things that are trying to come against you. And when you trust him with all your heart, this isn't made up, it's the truth. When you trust him with all your heart, he will bring you through any and every situation you come up against. I found a newspaper article from 1922. Don't ask me how I found it. I just do some nerdy things in my off time. But I was reading this newspaper article, and and, and they, they had a story about a young girl who hadn't traveled very much. She was taking a train ride out through the countryside, and in the course of the trip, her train had to cross two branches of a river and several really wide streams. Well, the water, when she saw it from a distance, it always just struck fear in her heart because she couldn't 
see the bridge from a distance, all she saw was water and she would panic. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And, and, and she would panic and she didn't see how, how the train could possibly cross over to the other side of this water. But each time as the train got near to the water, she would see the bridge appear and they would make it over. Well, this happened a few times and, and finally, after about the third or fourth bridge, she just kind of breathed a sigh of relief and was like, oh man, everything is going to be okay. And so someone said, hey, little girl, what's going on? Are you okay now? She said, yeah, I'm fine. Somebody has put bridges for us all the way. Somebody went and put bridges for us all the way. And I'm telling you this morning that this as Christians is our life. Yeah, there's a lot of evil in the world. It may look like there's trouble and, and darkness ahead of us and, and maybe some insurmountable uh, problems that are trying to come against us. But you need to know this today, that God has built bridges for us all the way throughout our life and through this entire journey. And so you may be coming up on something thinking like, oh man, I don't know, I don't know. Check it out. God's got a bridge. He's going to get you to the other side of that thing. Amen. But what do you got to do? You got to trust in him and look at the big picture for every single situation in life. You've survived a hundred percent of the bad days that you've had so far, haven't you? Amen. God's brought you through every single thing that's ever come against you. And I'm going to tell you right now, the book of Romans tells us, Romans chapter 8, if God is for you, who could ever be against you? Amen. And, and uh, that's talking about people, but it's talking about problems too. When I was three years old, I got diagnosed with leukemia and I got put in the children's hospital. I lost my ability to walk and I had, I mean, just a million bad things going on. But as bad as it looked, my parents through the whole thing, they could say this verse right here. You know what? The Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all of my heart. And that wasn't just fake words to them. They really meant it. They trusted God. And to make a long story short, I was in the children's hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana for a while. But one day, man, I hadn't walked in a long time. I got up off the hospital bed and took off running down the hallway. They took my blood and they said, this kid has no cancer. The leukemia is a thousand percent gone and it's never returned. Amen. And never, ever returned. And so I am well aware that, hey, I owe my life to him because I wouldn't be here without him. And I don't ever want to take that for granted. You got to look at the big picture. And number three is this. When we look at the big picture, you find true fulfillment, true fulfillment, because everything you see right now is temporary. If you're facing troubles, honestly, they're temporary. They're, they're not going to last forever. And you may not believe that, but it's the truth. Any trouble you face is temporary. If you feel like you're rich and successful right now, it's also only temporary because you can't take any of that with you. You know, I've, I've, there's an old saying that you've never seen a U-Haul uh, following the hearse to the cemetery, right? You can't take it with you. I mean, you know, enjoy, buy as much stuff as you want right now, but I don't care what it is. It's not going with you. You can only have it in your possession for a little while. And so when you 
begin to look at the big picture, you find true and lasting fulfillment. And I'm not just looking for a temporary fix in my life. I'm not just looking for a little temporary motivation and inspiration. I'm looking for the big thing. All right. And those that are getting baptized, they're going to make their way uh, to get changed right now. So if you're one of those, you can make your way there. But I want to look at a verse today. If you would go with me to Psalm 16 and verse 11, Psalm 16, verse 11. Are we learning anything from the Word of God today? So Psalm 16, verse 11, we'll look at this one in the New King James. We've been in the NLT. We're going to look at this in the New King James, Psalm 16 and verse 11. And I I, I love this. King David says to the Lord, you will show me the path of life. And who knows that, hey, you need to find out what the path of life is. There's Nobody wants to be lost. Nobody wants to just be wandering aimlessly in the dark forever. But the Lord will show you the path of life. Now, here's what I want you to see. In your presence is the fullness of joy. Amen. In his presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And there's so many people that are looking for joy. They're looking for fulfillment, but they're looking in all the wrong places. The only way that we can find the fullness of joy is in the presence of God. Who knows that this morning? In his presence is the fullness of joy. And and I was thinking, man, I'm honestly scared for all these kids we've got growing up with social media. Uh, you know, and, and I'm going to sound like the old grandpa right now, and I'm fine with that. I'm, th- you know what? I just turned 38. I might as well be 60. I feel like, but you know, whatever. So, so listen. Yeah, and I'm going to, I'm going to be grandpa mode for a minute. But, but I get scared for all of our kids and teenagers, and even most of the adults I know that are growing up with social media. We've got people on our hands that literally think success means getting a bunch of views on TikTok or having as many Instagram followers as you can you know, as you can gather, that's not success. Success is serving the Lord, finding the right person. Amen. And, and staying married and, uh, you know, until the day that you die and raising your kids in the ways of God. Listen, this is success, but, but you know, getting a bunch of fake friends, that's not success and it's not long-term fulfillment. And I see our kids, our teenagers, even the ones at church, they get blitzed with a million pictures and videos a day of fake people showing them fake pictures of fake happiness. And I know I've just ticked off every 15-year-old in the building, but it's okay. All right? Grandpa, Pastor Dave loves you so much, and I care. And I want to be there for you. But the dangerous thing that I see happening is, we're talking about fulfillment. The dangerous thing that I see happening is, is that they compare their own ordinary life to these ridiculous fake people and end up feeling like an unfulfilled loser. And I see it, and I talk to kids every day. And, and it's not just the kids, it's the adults too. What happens? We compare our behind the scenes 
to their highlight reels. You see somebody like, man, they vacationed in Maui and they jumped off a cliff and an eagle picked them up and flew them across the Pacific. And wow, would you see that? And, 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 and all I did is I, you know, I, I went to Eddie World in Yermo and that's all I did with my weekend. I'm a pathetic loser. Well, you don't understand <laughs> that they hawked their, you know, everything for, and they went into a trillion dollars of debt just to get some pictures and, and to impress people they don't even know. Listen, what am I talking about as the old grandpa man right now? Old grandpa man. I'm saying this is that when you can look at the big picture, it will begin to lead you to make right choices. It'll cut back on worry and anxiety and stress, but it will help you find real fulfillment. You'll choose things that actually matter in life. I was in Walmart a while back and one of the saddest things I've personally observed, I was in line, you know, doing my thing, you know, whatever I was buying, probably some Gatorade and some Cheetos and I'm standing there and, and, and there's this, I see this little girl that reminds me of so many of the cute little girls here at church and she, and she's tugging at her mommy, you know, mommy, mommy, mommy. And, and the mom just won't, won't look, won't look. Mommy, mommy. And so the girl wanders off and, and is, you know, mommy. And, and, and I mean, this girl can't get her mom's attention for nothing. And finally, what, what was sad to me is, is finally the mom was like, she notices. Oh, hey, hey, honey, come here. Mommy's video just got 10,000 views. Honey, come look at this. And, and I mean, listen. I was born at night, not last night. She was, she was trying to get everybody, she was trying to impress everybody in line. She wasn't trying to impress her six year old. And, and, and as I witnessed this, it broke my heart because here's a grown woman that values the likes and comments and attention of total strangers more than the likes and comments and love of her little girl. That's stinking screwed up, man. That's awful. And, and, and it, it broke my heart. And here's this little girl just tugging it and, and mommy don't even care. And, and you may think that I'm a harsh, mean old grandpa. I am. But uh, beyond that, no, I'm a nice old grandpa. But beyond all that, maybe I, sh- I should probably say this before I, I'm not actually a grandpa, okay? I, I do have teenagers in the house. None of them have children. So, uh, but I'll, I'll say this. Listen, in 30 years, is it really going to matter <laughs> who liked your video right now. I tell you what, I don't care at all who likes my stuff, comments my stuff. Who cares if my, if I, if I destroy the relationship with my children and with my God and with my wife 30 years from now, I will probably just curse the day that I ever even posted something on social media. It's a very temporary fulfillment. And you know, they've even got psychologists studying now the adrenaline rush and, and the dopamine hit that you get when you see somebody like your stuff and comment your stuff and share. And, and it does it does give you a very temporary high. But again, we're growing up here. I'm not looking for a little temporary woo buzz. I'm looking for the long-term man. When I die someday... You know, I'm going to die someday. Uh, you know, I know that. And I'm, I'm, believe me, I am good with it. I am not afraid of dying. But at the same time, if I don't get to die, that means that I get to go up in this thing called the rapture to heaven someday. Listen, I can face death knowing that 
I've got things right with God. I've got things right with my wife and my kids. That's all that matters to me, man. But I can't face that. And I don't want to stand before God someday and, and, and him say, hey, man, why, why'd you, why'd you push off the kids for everybody else? <laughs> People you don't even know. Why, why, why did that matter? It didn't matter. And so we're talking about when we begin to look at the big picture, we can find true fulfillment because you focus on what actually matters. And I think I've got, I read that verse. I got one more verse. Matthew 6, 33. Matthew 6, 33. Amen. You have got a good life. Better than what you probably know. If you've got Jesus, you've got everything. And, 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 and you need to really look at your family today. That's what it keeps coming to me, man. Look at your family. Wow, you are blessed. If you got, you got kids, you've got a mom and a dad, you've got a wife or a husband, man, listen, there may, there may be imperfections there, but you know what? You're not perfect either. So, <laughs> but listen, no, you gotta value that. This is what matters in life. I'm telling you that. And so, Jesus said something very key in Matthew 6, 33. He said, if you will seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, he will give you everything you need. He'll give it to you, man. You don't have to beg him. You don't have to, you don't have to go through stress and anxiety and, 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 and just all these desperate things. Listen, if I'm seeking him first above everything else, he'll straight give me the things that I need. And, and I, I have proven that to be true. I've got everything that I need in life. I can tell you that. Or, oh, you're a millionaire? No, I'm not a millionaire, but I don't really care about that. I, I, you've got the biggest house in Barstow and the biggest truck? No, I, I don't. But it's okay. I don't care about that stuff because Jesus has given me everything I need, man. The peace of God. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord and, and the love of God and the church and the family that I need in my life. Amen. And so what are we saying today? We're saying that as we grow up, we begin to look at the big picture, the long-term thing, and all of a sudden, these things that seemed to matter so much in the immediate... They don't even matter anymore, man. It's all about the long term. And the number one way that you're going to get that is through making Jesus the foundation of your life. Amen. Can we give the Lord a little praise today? Well, we're going we're gonna to close this part down, but can we go ahead and stand up together this morning? I'm going to have Pastor Josh... Lead us in a little bit of uh, worship here before we get into our baptisms. Now, as we're closing out, you know, I would be wrong of me to, to tell you all this stuff about Jesus, but not really tell you the way to come to Jesus. And so I just told all the people getting baptized this just a few minutes ago. Listen, getting baptized is not what gets you to heaven. Showing up to church is not what gets you to heaven. The only way to heaven is through receiving Jesus. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you would believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, you will be saved.
Romans 10, 13 says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so what I want to do today is I want to lead you in a prayer together uh, and, and give you this opportunity. And you're, if you're like, no, I'll make that decision later. I'll, I'll, I, I don't want to. I, I, I just don't want to decide right now. Listen, everybody has to make that decision at some point. In fact, the scripture says, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. You will never have a better chance at this than you do right here to call upon the name of the Lord. And so I want to lead you in a prayer. This is not rocket science. This is not complicated. All it is is confessing Jesus and actually believing in him. And I want to do this together today. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Could you say this with me? Father, in Jesus' name, I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died, that he rose again. Jesus, forgive me for anything wrong I've done. Give me the strength to live for you. My life is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise today? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, this is my friend Jose right here. And if you are here today, I know, hey, handsome young man, right? So if you're here today and you prayed that prayer and, and you really are, you meant it. You weren't just, you know, blowing smoke here. You, you actually meant this thing and you are ready for your life to take a new turn. We've got a little program that, that we developed here called Spiritual Personal Trainer. And what we do is we pair you up with someone else from the church here for 30 days. They'll text you a Bible verse and a prayer every day, a little devotion, just to help you stay focused on the right track. If you want to talk with them, and ask questions, they'll do that. And they'll just help you get started on your journey. If you're interested in that, uh, here in just a minute, when people are coming up for prayer, I want you to go see Jose. He'll get your name and number, and we will pair you up with someone else from church for the next 30 days. They'll text and pray for you every single day, and it'll help you get on the right track. Amen. All right. Hey, I'm going to have my prayer team come up this morning. If you're here today and you need prayer for anything at all, uh, whether it be for your health, for your marriage, for your job, for your kids, whatever it is, we want to pray with you today and watch the Lord work in your life. Everybody up here loves you and, and they've got faith to pray over your situation and over your circumstance. And Pastor Josh is going to lead us in worship as we do this. So stick around uh, while people are getting prayed for. And uh, here in a few minutes, we'll start our baptism service. All right. So if you need prayer, come on up. If you want a spiritual personal trainer, go see Jose. Amen. I put my faith in Jesus. My anchor to the ground My hope and firm foundation He'll never let me down I put my faith in Jesus My anchor to the ground my hope and firm foundation He'll never let me down I put my faith in Jesus My anchor to the ground 
my hope and firm foundation He'll never let me down I put my faith in Jesus My anchor to the ground My hope and firm foundation He'll never let me down No, He'll never let me down Great is Your faithfulness to me Great is Your faithfulness to me from the rising sun to the setting same I will praise your name Great is your faithfulness to me Great is your faithfulness to me Great is your faithfulness to me From the rising sun to the setting same I will praise your name Great is your faithfulness to me I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He'll never let me down. I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground. My hope and firm foundation He'll never let me down I put my faith in Jesus My anchor to the ground My hope and firm foundation He'll never let me down no, He'll never let me down Great is Your faithfulness to me Great is Your faithfulness to me from the rising sun to the setting same I will praise your name Great is your faithfulness to me Great is your faithfulness to me Great is your faithfulness to me 
From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground. My hope and firm foundation He'll never let me down I put my faith in Jesus My anchor to the ground My hope and firm foundation He'll never let me down No, He'll never let me down. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me.
right, everybody, you can be seated. Amen. We are excited for uh, this portion of the service, our baptism time. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, kids and adults, and so we're really, again, excited about this. This is their chance to make a public statement of faith. And, uh, and so we're going to call them down here one at a time. Now, uh, if it's your family member that's getting baptized, uh, you're invited to come on up the platform. They'll show you how, and you can take pictures. Uh, again, we do have 20 people, so uh, we'll just keep it moving efficiently on that end. And uh, we're, hey, we're, we're ready. So who's excited for this moment? Yeah. All right. All right. All right, so we're going to start things off here with Emma, and she is a member of our church now, so we're super happy about that. Amen. And so um, we're going to ask you a few questions here, Emma. I'm going to have you stand right here, okay? So have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Yes. Okay, I'm going to have you stand right here. There we go. So, on the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. All right, yeah, there we go. Very good. All right, next we have a young lady that a few people in Barstow know. Her name is Billy Braun, and so we're going to have her come down here with us. Amen. All right. So we love Billy. She is just a <laughs> wonderful part of our church family now. She's also a member, and uh, and so we're uh, really honored and thrilled to be uh, baptizing her today. And she's just a joy machine everywhere she goes. So we love her. But Billy, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Yes. Okay. Then I'm going to have you stand right here. Okay. Go ahead. And upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Next up, we have Tanya. Amen. We love Tanya. She's new to us over the last couple months here. And we're excited about this moment for her today. Amen. All right. Very good. So, Tanya, let's ask you here a couple of questions. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Yes. Okay. Then I'm going to have you stand right here. Go ahead and hold your nose. Then upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Next up, we have Naomi. 
and we met. We love Naomi. She's a wonderful part of our church family here, and uh, she's just really become so committed and connected to Jesus and to the to the church here that we're really honored to get to have this moment today. So, Naomi, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that He's God's Son and that He died and rose again? Yes. Okay. Stand right here. All right. That upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Next up, we have Jocelyn. Yeah. Here you go. All right. So, Jocelyn, how old are you? She's six years old and getting baptized today. Isn't that awesome? So, Jocelyn, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Yes. Okay. Then upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Alright. Now we've got a young lady that... Has been in this church her entire life. This is Adelina, everybody. Yeah. So we love her and her whole family. Adelina, how old are you? She's eight years old. Amen. So, Adelina, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Okay. Well, we're going to baptize you. And upon the confession of your faith... In Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. All right. Next, we've got a little guy named Eli. Eli Mara. Yeah. All right, brother. Yeah, we love this guy. He's been in church. He's been here his whole life too. And uh, he's just a blessing to everybody here. Eli, how old are you? I knew that. I just wanted everyone else to know. So, Eli, I'm going to ask you, buddy. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Okay, go ahead and hold your nose. Then upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Next up, we've got Matthew. Matthew. All right, got Matthew coming up. And then we got his twin brother right after that. So, <laughs> all right, Matthew. All right, my brother. How old are you, Matthew? Twelve years old. I love it. All right, Matthew. Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that He's God's Son and that He died and rose again? Okay, I'm gonna have you stand right here. Okay, go ahead and hold your nose. Upon the confession of your faith that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
Next up, we've got his twin brother, Jesse. All right, yeah. Super excited. So I think if Matthew was 12, that probably means Jesse is too. So I, I won't even have to ask him. All right. Jesse, my man. Hey, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? All right. Go ahead and step up here. Then upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Next up, we have Sabine. Amen. Love Sabine. Amen. All the way from Germany. We love her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. So, Sabine, let me ask you, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Yes. Okay, stand right there. Upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Okay. Next up, we got a whole family of five or four. All right. So who's going to go first? Brian. All right. This is my man, Brian Martin, everybody. Love this guy. Yeah. Super excited for this moment today. Good man right here. Good mechanic, too. Amen. So, Brian, let me ask you. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm going to have you stand right here. And upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Love him. All right. Then we got Julie up next. Julie, amen. Oh my God, it's all family. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Julie. Julie, also known as Norma's sister. All right. <laughs> so, Julie, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that He's God's Son and that He died and rose again? Okay. Then, upon the confession of your faith, I'm going to have you stand right here. In Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Alright, then we've got Lily. Alright, Lily. Very good. Woo. Lily, how old are you? 11 years old, very good. So, Lily, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Okay, stand right here. Upon the confession of your faith is Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. All right. Next we have Autumn. Autumn, how excited. So, Autumn, how old are you? Nine. Nine years old. All right. So, Autumn, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Yes. 
Okay, we're going to stand right here. Upon the confession of your faith is Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Next we have Ariana. Very good. Miss Lena's granddaughter, right? Yeah, very good. (laughs) All right. So, Ariana, how old are you? Twelve years old. Awesome. Very good. Well, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Okay, you're going to face this way. All right, go ahead and hold your nose. Upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. All right, then we've got Janice also getting baptized. Very good. All right, Janice, you're still young enough, we can ask you, how old are you? Thirteen. Thirteen years old, very good. I don't ask adults that. Um, so, Janice, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Have you received him as your Lord and Savior? Yes. you believe that he's God's son, that he died and rose again? Yes. Okay, you're going to face this way. Hold your nose. Upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Next up, we've got Phyllis. Everybody, Phyllis, yeah. All right, yeah. Amen. Love this young lady. So, Phyllis, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Yes. Okay, I'm going to have you stand right here. Go ahead and hold your note. On the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. All right. All right. Are you the last one? No. Okay. All right. Now we have Melinda, who has been a leader at church here for many, many years. But she decided that uh, it was time for her to get baptized again as an adult, like so many people uh, they do. They maybe they got baptized as a child, but they didn't really uh, know the full meaning. Well, she knows the full meaning now. Trust me. So, so Melinda, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Amen. Yes. Do you believe that He's God's Son and that He died and rose again? Absolutely. Okay, stand forward here. And upon the confession of your faith. In Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. All right. And then we've got Charles, right? Charlie, yeah. come on in, brother. Charles. Amen. We love Charles. Come it's on in. Charles Can't you set your towel right there? Okay. All right. Charles. So we're going to ask you a couple of questions, brother. Okay, so stand right here. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yeah. Do you believe that he's God's son and that he died and rose again? Yeah. Okay, I want you to face this way. Go ahead and hold your nose with your right hand. Okay. 
Then upon the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. everybody so that was all 20 of them so <laughs> praise the lord yeah what a good day thank you everybody for sticking around for this i'll go ahead and let uh pastor josh or pastor katie close the service out if they want to okay they're staring at each other so i'll just go ahead and do it so <laughs> amen well hey there's service tonight at six o'clock pastor has a great message uh, uh for you about how to help your friends not backslide and then and, and to stick with jesus so uh that's going to be an awesome time and uh again we encourage you to be there for that uh and if you were here for friends or family today celebrate with them man this is a big day in their life and we don't want to make light of it so uh they'll probably want to do some pictures and stuff so make sure you stick around and celebrate with everybody. Let's do a closing prayer, and then we'll have someone do the Barstow Faith Confession, and you can be dismissed. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for what we, uh, Lord, all that's taken place today, Lord, and, and the word of God and the worship of God. And Lord, seeing all these wonderful people get baptized and make a public statement of faith. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. I pray that uh, you'll help us to be uh, encouraging to them as they uh, continue on their journey of faith and growing in the Lord. And we know that you're going to use us this week, Lord, to be the light of the world everywhere we go. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, can everybody say amen? Amen. amen. All right, we're going to have someone do the Barstow Faith Confession. Huh? Who wants to do it? I don't think my older brother's ever actually done it. Who, who wants to hear Pastor Josh do the Faith Confession? You're welcome. Get you later, brother. Confession together. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed, our schools are blessed, our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed, Barstow is prospering, Barstow is safe, Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. And you're dismissed.